0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Benjamin Kitchings, of the History Voyager. As always, the resilient podcast out there. Thank you very, very, very much for listening to mine. This is episode one hundred and eight, where I'm talking to Fabian Mitchell of the Self-Educated Entrepreneur Podcast, among many, many other things. He is a very fascinating podcaster, and I highly recommend that you check him out. Um, I'm a subscriber to his podcast and I'm I'm going to listen to his podcast. Um, it's very interesting. The thing I'll say, even if you're not interested in business or per se, is that he is creating, such as I am, a, a historical record of the times in which we live and they are fascinating, these times in which we live. Anyway, I highly recommend this podcast and Also, I'm having a great day, and I hope you are too. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye now. Hello, everybody. My name is Benjamin Kitchings. This is the History Voyager. I'm here with Fabe of the Self-Educated Entrepreneur. How are you doing this afternoon, Fabe?
1: I am doing great. It is Friday. Beautiful outside. Nothing but good things, man, going on.
0: Nothing but good things. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. So I, I was listening to this, your podcast, and it occurred to me while I was listening to it that we, essentially, you and I, we talk about the same things. Um, you mm-hmm. Your podcast is trying to tell people how to get along in this new reality of um, the way the world is today. And I just, I got my hats off to you, man. My hats off to you. So how did you get started
1: in this? Well, that's a good question. I appreciate you asking. So uh, like yourself, I feel that there's a message to share and for that message to reach whoever it can reach and help whoever you can help. Um, to me, it doesn't matter if it's one person or if it's a 100 million if i can help impact or help somebody achieve something that they want to in their life then it did its job i did my job i set out and did what i accomplished to do because to me to even affect one person's life in a positive way is shaping something for the better because you can go out i talk about this i think in one of my early episodes you can go out and even just shape one person's life and give someone a smile or be polite to somebody or something. And now they carry that energy and they carry that to somewhere else because now you made their day and now they can set out to go and make others day. So I started this as a resource to just give people, really sharing to my journey. So giving people my journey of, of things that I've went through and trying to, build a couple businesses and things I went through trying to leave the nine to five and stuff like that and just show somebody that didn't come from the greatest backgrounds is here trying to make it happen.
0: Right, right, right on. Um, so you want to tell us a little bit about your journey?
1: Yeah, of course. So I'll say it started, um, i'll just say i'll say where we are today is where i own uh three businesses so where we started was with one business and oh i own those three while having a nine to five so a couple years ago i was working at a retail store i'm i'm sure once i tell the story i'm sure some of you may be able to guess what retail store this was But i had been working there for 10 years and i was in middle management and they were actually getting rid of my position so it was a thing either i could get promoted to go to salary or get demoted and just be a department manager and not kind of a a middle manager over a couple departments so i went to my store manager and I explained to her how I wanted to move up. And she goes, you know, Faye, your department looks good. Your sales are good. Your back room is good. All that." right, just showering me with all these compliments of everything that you think. Okay, cool. And she goes, but you know, I don't know you. Huh? But huh. But you just said my... Like, everything involving my work is is good. Like, that's that's me. That's who I am. I, I do a good job. I'm about, you know, I'm a workaholic. I'm about doing a good job. But because I'm not up your butt all day. And so the more I started to learn and realize that the way for me to get to that next level wasn't things that I had to do that aligned with me. Like, you know, being told, "Oh, go talk to so and so about golf. Go talk to so and so. That's what they're into. Talk to them about this." Or, th-. I get what you're saying. I'm not in. I, I'm not respect to anybody that is into golf. I'm just not into that. And so, I didn't feel like that was me being genuine. I wasn't being genuine with with what you guys are trying to tell me to do and do this and do that. Why do I got to go and, and pretend and do all these stunts and all of this when you guys are sitting here telling me my department looks like one of the best in the store. So I don't understand that doesn't, you know? So when I realized that um, that's when it really kicked into high gear, like, okay, I got to do, do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so I left there like my boss told me that I I was gone in two months In two months I left. So I I went to another job that kind of gave me just a, a better opportunity to kind of be more flexible. It gave me a little bit more structure because at my retail job, you know, you're working, you're working weekends, you're working holidays, overtime, all this craziness. There wasn't really any structure. So find a job that gave me more structure.
0: And over and but, above that, you were supposed to know about golf
1: yeah exactly
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i get it i get it yeah yeah.
1: (laughs) so left there and at my current job now that was five years ago so i started a lawn business as my first business and just like i'm sure a lot of people out there i i didn't know what Thing about running a business, I had to go to YouTube to freaking know how to cut grass. <laughs> so I'm on YouTube learning how to cut grass and what a weed whacker is, and what? okay, and just kind of learning everything from there. And so we started, uh, my wife and I started our lawn business, and so really. Oh, I'll say a book that really changed. I know this probably sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like that really opened my eyes a lot. Because um, it kind of made me understand like, oh, okay, these things are possible. And this is how I can get there. So it opened my eyes about like stock investing, real estate, and all of that. So the first business yeah. was just a vehicle. And we started it and I saved every single penny. Now, obviously, we would take some of the money and reinvest it in equipment and all that stuff. But anything that I took is like a pay. I saved it. And that actually allowed us to buy our first investment property. So we bought our first property last year um, after me saving every penny in the lawn business that I could. And so we bought a duplex and got a tenant. So there goes my second business in doing real estate. And then that led to my coaching business now that I mix with like podcasting, doing blogs and things like that. So that led to the coaching business that I started last year as well, because I found like it what was really amazing to me was so much of how you can take control of your life you can really focus and take control of anything that you want to do like i tell people like focus on what you can control there are so many things yeah that you can't but don't dwell on that so yeah. i can focus on okay how can I grow my business? How can I better understand business? Because you know, I didn't understand any any business and how to talk to customers and how to how to walk around on their house and, and stuff like that. So I just studied. I became a real student of business and entrepreneurship. I so mean, yeah, go
0: ahead. You you even said it like you said it back there a second ago. You you literally had to learn how to cut grass by watching YouTube. It's, it's amazing <laughs> to me, like all the knowledge, right? That's just on the internet. Yes. And I, I think wh- I listened to one of your podcasts, which now I, I'm a subscriber to your podcast, by the way. Oh, but thank you. I listened to one of your podcasts and somebody took those words out of my mouth. Like one of your guests or you took those words right out of my mouth. And it's just like, like I did this. Um, this podcast channel started out as a deep dive into the Spanish Mm -hmm. flu, okay? And the reason why was I always wanted to do a history podcast, right? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know even what a pod provider was, you know? And, or really how to promote these things or anything. And then, like, I was in the, the doctor's office and the nurse said to me, she talks to me about what we today know as COVID, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. that is, that's, what is that? That's crazy. And so I researched a little bit. And by the time the NBA buttoned up, by the time the March 14th of last year, mm-hmm. by the time the NBA buttoned up, I had a couple episodes in the can and I released them because I knew, like, oh, this is real. Like, this, this COVID thing is real. Mm hmm. But I learned all this stuff about COVID from just Googling things and, you know, making, you know, making sure they were doctors or the CDC or the, you know, the expert opinions, you know, not like yeah. somebody on YouTube talking about how, whatever, <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. Um, Okay, now confession time. I've only I think I've only heard like three of your podcasts. But I've already started to notice a thread of your guests. Yeah. And to me, the thread is the world has changed. We have to get with it. Is that is that does that basically sum it up to you? Like the world this is a new world we live in now.
1: We we need to get with it. Yeah, I'd say that get with it because you you can't change the world. That's for dang sure. But you can only focus on what you can change and control. How how can you make either your business or yourself? Even even beyond business, yourself. How can you make yourself better among these situations?
0: That's right. That's right. Um what was the is there a guess that you think back like podcaster to podcaster? Is yeah. there a guess that you think back and you're going, man, that that person right there, they changed how I think about things. Or they, they affected me in some way.
1: Huh. Oh man, that is a freaking good question. Um trying to think. made me think about things different. I'll say <sighs> Man, that's a good one cuz I've I've had such good ones. I'll say a lot of them it's been a lot of I've learned so much.
0: What what have I you learned?
1: What have you learned? Um like I've learned <laughs> here's 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 what I learned, uh and it's so simple. One thing that we are all freaking scared at some point in our business, but you have to push through. I realize with every single entrepreneur, every single one of them had a point in their life because I like to ask them kind of the same, like where it is where did you come from? Where did it start? And all of that. And every single one of them had that turning point in their life where it was either, okay, I can either be miserable or upset or deal with it, the ish that I got going on, or I can decide to actually do something about it and make a change for it. And a lot of it stems from that incident. Like one gentleman I had on I asked him how he got his start, how he got his start and his was a situation to when he was a kid. He was he said he was like 13, 14 years old and then had to deal with something wanting to dance with a girl or something and and he got embarrassed and he didn't want to feel that way anymore, so he started just taking control of things and stuff like that. So even something as crazy as that is from a childhood to say that. So I'll definitely say that. Um trying to think another hmm have you okay, did you okay
0: did you in listening to some of your guests, did you ever hear one of your guests think say something and that you said I wasn't even thinking on that? Like I didn't even realize that. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: um, yeah, I know. I'm trying because I had a gentleman on, I can't remember his name right now, and he was very involved in like, um, kind of like spirituality and mind. Because it was what's his name Alexander, and we talked about kind of like the mind, body, and soul. And gosh, okay. I, can't, I can't remember everything now. But like he was kind of talking about the correlation be, between like thoughts and stuff like that and your body and stuff like that. So that episode, I'll say I can't remember it all freaking now. but I'll say there was some tidbits in there that definitely I remember walking away from. Like that was a very interesting, deep conversation. He was actually the gentleman that talked about at 13 years old, 14, however old he was, that yeah. he had that moment that he was embarrassed.
0: That's, yeah. I mean, I've I've had um, podcast guests, um, some of which have actually made the internet, that have said stuff to me that I've never forgotten, and I probably won't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of this stuff is, I, I had one guest in particular that, Enlightened me greatly on a topic that I knew scandalously little about, (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay? And now, ever ever since I think about her and what she said, I'm just like, oh, wow, there's a whole lot of stuff that makes total sense now that you would think, why would somebody do that? Like, why would that happen? Yeah. (laughs) Blah, blah. Um, What about, so... Okay, I interviewed business owners during the heart of the pandemic, like during the height of the stay at home whatever pandemic all over the country. Were you able to
1: do that? What, be interview business owners
0: during the pandemic, like during the heart of the stay at home portion of the pandemic?
1: I'll say no because I didn't really start until okay late September with with interviewing people. I'll, so if you want to say that that was, I mean, that's I mean we're still going through it. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say okay, I but,
0: there. all right, all right. So have any of them told you? Well, I was doing this, and then the pandemic happened. And now I'm doing that. Like they had to switch it up or whatever.
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, the first guest I had on, um, her name's Carol. And she okay. helps, she helps um, single member LLCs legalize their business. And she had just started her business last year. She actually worked overseas like she works for the government or whatever so i don't know what she does she really didn't dive into it but she does work for the government so she's like in kuwait right so she was she's in kuwait while running a business helping people get a business started in the united states wow and so she started that Because when the pandemic kicked off and everybody's getting sent home and all of that stuff, she said she wanted to do her part because she knew how hard it was to navigate legalizing a business and and doing all that paperwork and all of that. So she started that to help navigate people that wanted to get a business off the ground legally the right way.
0: Okay. And you have, like, you have no idea what she was doing in Kuwait or why she was even there or, like, any of that.
1: No, I don't know why she was actually there. Just that she does. She said she worked for the government and that was it.
0: Huh. Huh. Um, okay. Um, (laughs) no, I mean, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah Yeah, a lot of um and then i also had a gentleman i've actually had him on three times um he started like a a art business last year so it's called 360 creativity and what they do is is what i really liked about him is he has a a kind of social uh social meaning behind his business like He tries to use, you know, like all the all the good earthly materials and stuff like that, like biodegradable and healthy for the environment and stuff like that. And then he also tries to do a lot of things in his business that are for causes. So like things like feeding the hungry, helping kids, teaching like a lot of that stuff, a lot of great causes is what he drives his business on and why he started his business last year, too, as the pandemic was going on. And one thing that I think is great that he pivoted to with his business is he started reaching out to people like all these other companies and brands and stuff like that. Like he says when he first got started, he would reach out to hundreds of companies a day, getting a lot of no answers but still pushing through and reaching out to tons of companies every single day to try to connect with them so that he can provide help to, you know, whoever he could. That's
0: wow. That's, and it's interesting. The perception of like providing help to somebody like not, I need a job, but providing help. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here to help you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's interesting. Um, in the episodes of yours that I've heard two thousand eight comes up quite a lot um have you noticed
1: that no two thousand eight
0: the crash
1: oh the two thousand eight yeah.
0: have you noticed that it comes up quite a lot
1: <laughs> no I haven't
0: huh well, probably because I mean, I get it, you're a podcaster, you you're trying to get do other you're trying to get to other places in the interview and then like they say that. But yeah, two thousand and eight comes up a lot. Just not to put you on the spot, but why do you think no. that is? Why do you think two thousand eight comes, comes up? Comes
1: up a lot. So you think you're saying when I interview people?
0: Yeah, like they talk about, well, during 2008, this happened, like this happened to me, or that happened to this person, or so on on and so on, and I remember like my 2008, and I think people are going back, and they're looking, the last time this happened was 2008, like the the last sort of shift, if you will.
1: Yeah, I think that has to do with it, and... I, cause that's about our brains. We like to fill in the blanks and fill in gaps if we don't have all the information and all the details. And so the only details and information we have about the said pandemic is from the media or whatever we may find on the internet. So if we don't have things to fill those, empty spaces, then we go, okay, what else is similar to this? What else makes me think of this in 2008, that the big crash and financial blah, blah, blah. So I think it has to deal with that. And also it has to deal with, okay, here's another tough break, bad situation. But but I was able to come out of it, or so-and-so was able to come out of it, or here's how you can come out of it. So I think it's kind of relating to that of, hey, we'll get yeah. over it. We'll get better.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, okay, maybe you seem like you're uniquely qualified to answer this question. I'll try. <laughs> Where do you think – we're going with this as a society as a like where do you think
1: we end up Who, man because this you can kind of get into some conspiracy theories here okay (laughs) (laughs) um how do i put this I won't say I have all the answers. These are only maybe some of my beliefs or opinions, but I definitely don't mind sharing them. I definitely feel like there is a shift in the way that people think and that people move. And I feel like it's on purpose. So... Someone at work I talk to a lot, we're both a little, I won't say I'm as big of a conspiracy theorist as she is, but I do believe that there's something weird about this. I won't go all into, oh, I think COVID's man made, da 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 da. I won't go that far. I just, I do believe that there is a plan and it's coming into fruition. I'll say that. And I feel like that by them being able to see how people respond to these bad situations and how the media can dictate things is how they can share their message. because to me, I find it weird. I've people right got uh, the flu and, and all this stuff. People got sick every day right and died. That's that's mm-hmm. an everyday occurrence, and people get shots and da da da. Why is it such a big deal for everybody to announce that they got their vaccine, they got their piece of paper, they you know Facebook now you can freaking get on your profile that you you got you know you can uh what is it like they do your profile all up and you can say I got my vaccine and stuff and. I've literally heard people at at my day job being like, oh, I got my vaccine, I'm so happy. But it's like nobody did that every year when you'd go get, if if you went and got your flu shot or if you just went to the doctor's visit and, and you got whatever, nobody was that vocal and ecstatic about it. So I don't understand why people are being so vocal about it. And it's almost like, it's just everybody I see being like that, that it's almost like they're sheep. And so I don't know what's in the vaccine. I don't understand why it's okay. Nobody's questioning like, oh, you're, you get sick on the second shot. Like, I don't understand why nobody, everybody's okay with that. So it's just weird to me how people are acting with this. Now I'll say I wore, I'm, I'm a diabetic and mm-hmm. i'll say i wore my mask and or i would wear gloves sometimes and all so i'm not saying like oh it ain't real like i would do my part to protect myself and and stuff like that and and protecting others i guess wearing your mask and stuff but it's just with this whole vaccine thing it really really kind of just opened my eyes to i don't i don't get why this is being treated the way that it is and people are responding like this and why it's such a you know make sure you get your 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 pass and you have your pass and stuff like that like it's it's crazy
0: well what i will say is so i studied so for my deep dive podcast into the spanish flu mm-hmm. i studied the spanish flu and What I will say about the Spanish flu is this. Um, The modern uh, people, the modern virologists and historians and people like that who studied the Spanish flu um, seem to believe that it was knocking around in the world for a very long time before a doctor in Kansas uh, sort of happened into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think if if I had to guess, right? Now, again, I didn't go to medical school. I'm not a I'm not a uh doctor. I'm not in the pu- I'm not a public health person, but if I had to guess, I would say that our technology is so good that we caught this thing really really early, right? Mm-hmm. And people that know um, understand that the Spanish flu was kicking around the Midwest. I think uh, it's been a while since I've read this, but I know I say it in my podcast. Like I know I say like they from like 1900
1: mm-hmm.
0: to 1927 was when it was in the bloodstream. So mm you're talking about fifteen years or so before a one doctor in Kansas kind of said hang on there's whole farms that are dying of this thing here what is this mm. let me stop and look at this um but I've certainly I mean I've got neurological issues and I've got my mother uh she's you know very susceptible to something like this so And my dad, you know, my family is. Um, And my sister's a nurse. My sister uh, works at a a hospital in town. And she'll tell you that they come in there. They used to come in there with hazmat suits. Mm. Like when when the pandemic was first, you know, before anybody knew anything. Like back Mm -hmm. when people knew COVID was a thing, but we don't know anything about it. Right when they were coming to get the dead bodies they were coming in hazmat suits so you know they don't do that for nothing um but yeah i mean maybe i'm a little different cuz i you know i was like hang on wait a second what is this <laughs> let me read up on that um so so your understanding of of the business community is basically everybody kind of had to make a shift, right? Mm-hmm. That's your understanding of it. That
1: yeah,
0: folks had to shift. Um, yeah. Have you talked? I'm curious. And forgive my ignorance. I, I'm I'm curious. Have you talked to anybody? Any restaurateurs? Anybody owns mom and pop restaurants?
1: Uh, no.
0: Who are the main business owners that you talk to?
1: I'd say beyond ones that I've interviewed, like I have a couple friends who are business owners and they do more in person. I won't say they own brick and mortar stores, but, but service, service business like uh okay. no okay. they own um like one he's a personal trainer uh another one is a dog trainer uh another one is a photographer so i'll say i have spoken to some that have like i said they're not brick and mortar but they are in person
0: How has this business, how has this disease impacted what they've
1: had to do, generally speaking? Oh, well, I'll say I'll use my uh, friend who is the personal trainer. I'll say he lost quite a bit of clientele and he was definitely in a stage of growing because in the beginning of this when people didn't know really what it was and what was going on, people just kind of locked in their homes and he tried to do, you know, virtual training with them and stuff. And they, you know, they really weren't, they felt like it wasn't going to really work for them. They, so they weren't motivated to do it. Um, So I'll say that had a great impact on him because he, he lost a couple thousand dollars a month by wow, people canceling, yeah by people canceling his services um and then i'll say the gentleman that does the photography now it wasn't it was more of kind of like a side hustle for him so he did a lot of events though like uh, weddings and and stuff like that so with all of that kind of i won't say like he didn't lose Tons of money because he wasn't like full time in it, but he did lose some business by, you know, uh, not being able to to do that anymore. Now, the lady with the, the dog training, um, I'll say she's had still had success and stuff like that with that because the I feel like that's a little bit easier to afford like dog training and dog walking prices are a little bit cheaper than what photography and training is so i'll say that didn't have the biggest impact on her
0: okay so um also i would think i mean you want to get fido out of the house yeah you want to get fido trained (laughs) you know what i'm
1: saying yeah um yeah 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 um what about you have you you talked to oh yes oh yes i've
0: i okay, so I started this podcast um and you know how it is when you promote a podcast, you go on other people's podcasts, right yeah and I went, I was on this person's podcast and it occurred to me while I was on the podcast, while I was on this podcast in real time, it occurred to me that I needed to talk with people who, who were the business owners, right? Because that mm-hmm. was the story. That mm-hmm. was the story. That's where the story was, right? Yeah. So I did. I put it out on Reddit. I put it out on Facebook. And I talked to quite a few. Uh, I don't remember, but quite a few. You know, I, um, I, uh, I got a, guy, a friend of mine uh, up in the mountains. I got these people in Texas. Uh, one guy in Oklahoma. Uh, there was a guy in California. And some others, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting you, but everybody kind of said, well, this, we're going to have to, this is a change, mm-hmm. you know, this is a change. And what was interesting was you would talk, there was one lady that I spoke to who was pivoting from a career as, um, from a career in oil and gas Right, mm. she was a she was a scientist, um, whose job it was to find oil, and she was she was pivoting from that into something else that she always wanted to do, and then she she started it up, and then COVID happened, right, and I don't know what happened to her business after that, like I don't know, I honestly don't. But she was the one who said, like, like I, she went back and she looked at the sign. She was like, "Oh yeah, this is real." And then, like, I talked to, um, I remember, like, I talked to a guy. Uh, he was trying to figure out how to, or he had figured out how to do everything virtually, and mm. he, it was opening up a whole, whole new world to him. In his business um, And he's the guy that got me On the idea that These office towers that we see um, I don't think that's going to be around too much longer I
1: agree
0: People, wor- people working in offices I don't think that's going to be around too much longer um, You know And then I talked to a guy um, Who told me about
1: He told me
0: off air about um, high speed internet and how you could put high speed internet out into the rural areas. And that's really going to free up a lot of people to move out of the city and to all like that. But the other thing, the other thing I, I learned is how there's a big difference in this country between the rural and the urban. Places, Mm -hmm. how the rural places in this country are falling apart, are literally falling apart, and you know, and I think that hit a lot of those people um, hard, really, really hard. Yeah. The main thing, the main thing, I think, twenty twenty was, was the year the was the year the internet went from a toy to a tool in the minds of a lot lot of people like a lot of people okay Mm -hmm. um i don't but i don't know that we're gonna i don't know that when 2023 rolls around we're gonna be anything like we were in 2019 at all but you know yeah yeah
1: I can I could definitely agree with that and I think you already see some of that that traction going where people are moving from some of the, from some of the larger areas like all the people moving from California and stuff like that and I'm especially sure people may be exploring that even more with Biden announcing the uh, the tax that he did.
0: What what tax was that?
1: Um I don't know all the details or remember all the details, but I know for, so they're looking to impose, I think it's like 30, 30 something percent tax on like capital gains, like in the stock market, if you make, uh, or no, it's capital gains on like uh, people that have over $1 million. So people that are making over 1 million. So their taxes are going to increase. Um, they're looking yeah. to increase taxes on people who make a certain amount, like in capital gains in a stock market. Right. They're looking to, for, at that. And then I know in New York and California, there's going to be like a 50% tax or something like that. Um, well,
0: the thing I'll say is I, I talked to, I ended up talking to quite a few people out out West, uh, mm-hmm. quite a few people talking in, in, in the West coast. And you know, and I I would say it's probably um fifty fifty, uh yeah. liberal versus not liberal or whatever, left versus right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um they all say the same thing though, which is either they wanna move out of there or they're trying to make it. Mm. You know they're they they want to either they want to move out of there or they want to stay but they need to make changes in order to do that and like in their own lives and mm-hmm. I mean so we're both east people you know eastern people um yeah. have, have you ever lived out west
1: no uh, Okay. born and raised in Florida all right
0: so you don't know um they talk about fires out there that are huge, like truly massive events. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking at the size of states, right? And that really is going to mess with people. Like it messes with your plans.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: In a serious way. You know, but uh, I don't know. I, that's why. I, I, that's one of the, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because I figure we both have kind of that that uh, this, t- this eye on the pulse, you know, of how things are going to move.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, <clears throat> in a business sense, too, more so from my conspiracy theory earlier, <laughs> uh, in a business sense like you said about internet being a tool more than fun, I believe that that is how all business will be done. I believe that all business will be pretty much at the the click of a button that you'll be able to get pretty much almost anything that you want. Like you're, you're starting to see that. I read this email earlier, even to the fact that And I didn't think about this, so I found this very interesting. An email earlier where this gentleman was talking about the way that movies are being made. So now you have a lot of the CGI and computer stuff and all of that is how movies would be made. And pretty, at some point in the coming years, you can pretty much probably have an actor just show up. You get their likeness, and then you can make a whole virtual movie just off their likeness and they don't even have to you know stay there months on end doing whatever shooting whatever it'll just be their likeness and you can virtually put it in the movie and boom your movie's done so that's crazy to me and that's unique to where technology is going to be taking us i don't think that technology will be able to take over every space Then actually, then again, you know what, I I, I guess I can't say that because they got robotic lawnmowers because I think, well, you can't replace like your lawn crew if you want to have if you want to hire a lawn business. But they actually got robots or robotic machines that can come and cut your grass. Now, is that probably years away? Sure. But I'm sure at some point technology will pretty much be the all being everything that does Everything for us,
0: you know, like like you're saying, like I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, The Congress. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got um, Robin, uh, what's her name now, Robin Wright, in it. Um, that's that's that movie, The Congress, where she she was an actress. Mm-hmm. She plays an actress that gave her likeness to Hollywood, and they just put her in movies. They just made movies with her likeness in it for free. Uh. Yeah. That's that movie, The Congress. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sci-fi, dude. Sci-fi. Yeah.
1: Wowee. <laughs> I tell you. I mean, you already got all these car makers competing to try to get the self-driving cars or whatever i know they haven't perfected it but they're working on it
0: i don't know man i i i get where that's coming from but there was a youtube video i saw a few years ago now there was these two kids these two college kids and they hacked into a self-driving car with a laptop Mm. (laughs) you know like it was wow. an experiment to see if you could hack into a self-driving car. Wow. And they hacked into it with a laptop. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's that's crazy.
0: No, it is. It is. Um yeah, man.
1: Hmm. And and I think too to things would be so how you already have like you can speak to alexa and ask her this and ask her that and alexa order this alexa order that and speak to your google and order this order that and talk to that think of how to me that'll go even further like right now well right now you can ask google you can say hey google uh what is this or what is that and google will shoot you an answer or whatever i believe that that'll be even more Efficient to where you can ask detailed like how you may go to Google. Well, how do I start my business and how do I do this and how do you'll probably be able to get audio files and and courses or whatever. Like boom, Google Alexa pop this right up right to you. Acts answering those very very detailed questions.
0: So I'll tell you something that I think about literally on the daily, like literally literally daily. Mm-hmm. Um. I like to go for a walk before I get before I get rocking, you know um I go for a walk and I'll always pop in some sort of history podcast or some sort of news podcast or something you know mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, ten years ago, if I wanted to listen to this guy talk to me about whatever the Romans the Chinese, whatever I'd have had to enroll in his college. I'd have had to move there. I'd have had to enroll in his college. I'd have had to get accepted. Blah 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 blah. But now I can just go for a walk in my neighborhood and be educated on the Chinese, the Romans, or Buddhism or or whatever, right? It's just yeah. amazing. It's just amazing this world we live in.
1: Seriously. Jesus. Exactly. Our shoot, remember Back in the day, even when you could start listening to stuff on your phone, you had to leave your phone unlocked to even listen to it. Like you couldn't just play something offline or whatever. You had to have your phone actually be open to the to the browser to still listen to it. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, and the the act of doing that has changed everything cuz now you can now you can be doing your laundry. Like I was doing laundry today. But listening to this interesting thing about the Egyptians, for example, mm-hmm. where before it's like, oh, I'm leaving my phone up, so I got to stay here, stay right here, <laughs> plug my phone up so it stays awake.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that ruins the battery, eventually.
1: <laughs> like, uh. So, here's the question. Are these efficiencies good for us or bad? What if they're neither, right? Oh. Like, what
0: if, okay. So, I'll tell you a little bit about me Um, 2020-wise, right? I learned a whole lot of things about viruses in 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay A whole lot of stuff About viruses Alright That I did not know <laughs> In 20 I, You know I In 2019 Right mm-hmm. Okay And Okay but you can be somebody else Who learns about uh, You know whatever um, Like pick something you think is Is That people learn, people are looking up on the internet that they shouldn't. Like, I don't know. Just stuff, okay. Like the Sasquatch being real. Like Bigfoot being real. Yeah. You can also learn about Bigfoot being real. Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. You know? True. I don't know. So what do you think? Is, Is it a good or a bad thing?
1: I'll say, depends on how you're using it, because I believe too much, like it's it's good that you, like for you, you go out and you take a walk. So to me, that's still a level, maybe you're connected, yeah, listening to a podcast, but you're still kind of disconnected from it, because you're still out and about, you're still kind of moving and doing something. You're not sitting there Googling a Sasquatch reel and all of this stuff. It was very relevant for you to Google and look up and search about viruses because of what was going on. So I think doing things within reason and with a means makes sense. But there is a level of it to where social media, the influences and some of the negativity that you can consume by it get get consumed by it excuse me that you can be consumed by it some of that can affect you in a negative fashion so i think some of this technology where it has been easier to access stuff can be negative if done in the wrong way
0: oh that's totally true I mean, I mean, like you hear about, um, you hear all this stuff about, um, all the bad things going on on Reddit. I mean, well, what they, what nobody seems to say is, I mean, I'm on Reddit for my podcast and look for podcast guests and stuff. Mm -hmm. Reddit is not somewhere I want to go for hours. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not somewhere I want to sit all day or even a big part of my day, really. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like, I don't know. But where do you think all this Internet stuff is going? Like, do you think, like, where are we going to be with this in five years?
1: Oh, jeez. you know where i think it's going is you have a lot of these companies now are doing their best to try to be the the one and only thing the the one thing that they can if they can get you to stay on their app and spend time on their app because it's it's addicting You know, you get a like, you get a notification, you get all happy about it. So that feeling gets addicting and you have so many of these apps copying each other, competing with each other for your attention. So I believe that more of these apps and more of this social media is going to be even more prevalent as they try to integrate themselves more with with more people and people in more powerful positions. Like some some research I've done and some stuff that I've read is like you have people who are like the high I won't say high, but just people who have worked at Facebook, people who have worked at TikTok and and Snap and all these social media channels, they're they're on uh I don't know all the names, but you guys can can look it up. Um there's people who have defected from some of these social media places. And now they're on like Biden's team and stuff like that. So now they're working with the government and stuff like that. Like these people from some of these social media companies. So I feel like that has a purpose and you have more of these companies trying to corner their market with what they're doing. Like, uh, do you know about this big change that Apple's doing with, with their stuff and people freaking out over the Facebook ads now with Apple. Oh, are are
0: apples kind of, um, yeah, actually I had a podcast guest talk about that. Like, um, where Apple is removing or says they're removing, um, or Facebook tracking from certain things. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. So they're changing the privacy settings. So they won't be able to see like, oh, you clicked on this ad, that ad and all this. They won't be able to see all of that. But in turn, what Apple is doing is releasing and doing their own kind of marketing within their app space and their business space. Yeah. They're trying to you know, facilitate their own marketing. So now people who have Apple, okay. So I won't be able to do Facebook ads as efficiently, but now I can. I can start doing um, iTunes ads or whatever I don't know what they're called, but whatever they're going to decide to call them, I get to run my marketing with Apple now to still kind of put myself out there and my business out there because I could tell you, like Apple iPad, whatever. That's pretty much the dominating marketing force of what people, what devices people are using. So that's going to affect marketing, Facebook businesses, huge, because Apple doing that change. What, and what so, was it I,
0: yeah, go ahead. But then I, was, I just think I you're going to have more.
1: Yeah. Uh, just basically, you're going to have more companies. I believe doing that sort of thing of of trying to be the only thing.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, but what was it I was I I, I heard or read somewhere recently that. With the teenagers, um, which I'm not a teenager, um, but with the teenagers now, um, like ninety percent of teenagers want Apple or something like that, mm-hmm. and like they don't even care what the Apple like how old that iPhone is. Yep, what they want is they want that that blue bubble or the whatever yep. the bubble is and iMessage. Yep. Which, yeah. I mean, I'm an Android man through and through, but... Same. <laughs> Same. Lord. I... That, that's the, the greatest... Okay, we could take this podcast way off the rails.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that's that's just where I do believe things are, are going, these big big players are, are going to make it harder for other yeah. big players to play. So I just think for anybody that's in business or even anybody personally dealing with this stuff, man, you got to just guard your heart and guard your mind against all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, one of the things I, I really look at, is I don't know if, how, would I, how do you even say it? Okay. Do I really want, like, one company? Or, like, Twitter and Facebook is two companies. So, do I really want, like, two companies deciding what I can and cannot put on Twitter or Facebook?
1: There you go. Oh, like wow. I, this is a good question.
0: Do, do you see what I'm? But I don't I know, know the, because I I get where they're coming from. A part of me I get it. Like there's a part of me that gets it, and there's another part that says, "Wait a second, okay? Like wait a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
1: yeah, people like oh man. Okay, I gotta tell yeah. you.
0: Like I'll I'll give you an okay. You go and then I'll go because I I got an example.
1: Yeah. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay.
0: If you go downstairs in my basement, there are one, two, three college text four, college textbooks that have different um, definitions of gentrification.
1: Mm. Okay,
0: than Google does. Okay. Now, why do you think that is? Wait, there's more, okay? (laughs) When you Google, when you Google how many people died of the Spanish flu, okay, it'll give you a number, okay? That is a very conservative number of people who died of the Spanish flu, all right? Wow. That is an incredibly conservative number, okay? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying they took the least possible number of people that died of the Spanish flu and said that's the number. Okay? All right? So, now you go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And sometimes that's what's wrong, having all of that absolute power. And that's... You know what? That's, to me... That's more power than actually having power because you control information.
0: Because think about this. How many people, okay, how many people are even trained or even think that that number could be different, right? Mm. Like how many people, okay, because if I told you what the high number was, like, not that some conspiracy theorists came up with, but if you take all the historians, if you take what the historians and the virologists and everybody kind of together, you know, on the on the modern day end of it, like, they tend to think it's a pretty high number, like a really, really, really high number. And they give you reasons for it. It makes total sense once you study what was mm-hmm. really happening, right? What, like, yeah. the society at the time, Right. Okay. Like, I'll give you an example. Okay. So, um, back in 1918, all right. In America, um, a black person couldn't go to the doctor a lot mm-hmm. of times. Right. So if a black person happened to die of the Spanish flu, right. A lot of times they didn't even, you know, there's no death certificate. Okay. Okay. So they don't count as anything death-wise, okay? That's one example. Another example is like there are letters. One of the reasons I even started my podcast is there are letters that I read from people that traveled all over the country during the Spanish flu where they talk about how all the adults are dead in a town. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they talk about how all the adults are dead in a town. Wow. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's pretty nuts. It's, honestly, it's pretty nuts. And then when you think about, okay, when you think about there's all these other things that you think that somebody back then thought this person died from that. But they didn't. They died from the Spanish flu. Because what you now think is, well, so there was a guy who issued a report. He was a doctor. Um, he was a doctor. He was working in Alcatraz, okay, during the Spanish flu. But he became, like, the government researcher over the Spanish flu later, like much mm-hmm. later. And he released a report in the 50s which was classified, okay? And the report said that um, he didn't think it was the flu. Like he came out of that situation thinking this is not a flu because you can't die from, um, like people would die from a seizure with the Spanish flu, okay? So there were things that you can't die from. If you have the flu, like this isn't going to kill you. But here they are dying of seizure. They're dying of a heart attack. They're dying of this. They're dying of that, you know. And you look at all these. Like there's a lot of seizures. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. By the time you add all that up, by the time you add up all the seizures, all the we don't know how this person died, but they ended up they're just dead. And by the time you add up all the the missing people that just vanished, and all the Everything you end up with, um, let's see. It's half a billion people died either because of or from the Spanish flu. It's the wow. biggest number. That's a huge number. Okay? That's a big, big number. Yeah. Okay? Which is a considerably bigger than what Google says the number is. Okay?
1: <laughs> wow.
0: But all they wow. did was look at this number of people were marked down on a death certificate in 1918 as they died of the Spanish flu. Okay? Wow. So.
1: I mean, I'm sure you've probably read and heard, like I have some of the cases of apparently COVID being inflated because people saying like, they had cancer or whatever other illnesses and they actually died from that but it was marked as COVID.
0: Well, and I've heard both sides of that. I mean, I've heard Mm -hmm. that so COVID might have been a contributing factor or I heard that like um, somebody who shall remain nameless um, was on the forefront of saying that All these people got, quote, over COVID, right? Mm -hmm. Unquote. And then they turned up at the hospital with a heart attack later. Mm -hmm. Right? So, I mean, look, I'm not saying that... Here's what I really think. I think that... This is what I think. I think that medical science got really good at detecting a brand new disease. -hmm. Right? They got really, really, really good at that. And then a lot of doctors and a lot of this and a lot of that decided to hit the alarm bell. (laughs) Right? Because if you think back, I'll never forget it. The doctor, his name was Loring Milner in 1915. All right? He was writing letters about people dying of something. In 1915 That they later found out People had been dying for 15 years Before he wrote about it
1: mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> Maybe we dodged a bullet Maybe we didn't
1: Interesting Interesting. I don't know
0: Like, I, I don't know Is this something that We would have just Nobody would have noticed <laughs> I don't know
1: Very interesting, but um, to your to your point earlier that you talked about having two social art, you know, having social media controlling whatever, like Twitter or Facebook, that you use, for example, um, I definitely think that is a problem because you do have social media, like people are getting deplatformed and this and that they say one thing share a thought and then they're out of there i'm not saying you know to me yeah nobody should be spouting like whether you hate people and you want to go and kill people no none of that but just sharing your thoughts ideas opinions in a respectful conversation sure but i've seen people get banned and blocked for that And especially people that obviously have businesses or whatever.
0: I have a thought. And I've had this thought before I had my podcast and I I sure have it now. Mm -hmm. I think Facebook was something that everybody was using to do kids stuff with. And now people are using it to do adult things with, like businesses or, like me, boosting podcasts and whatever. Mm -hmm. And we really don't know how to do that. Like, we don't know how to use something that was designed for children Mm. for adult purposes. You know?
1: (laughs) I guess you could say the same for TikTok.
0: Oh, see, I think, okay, I'm not on TikTok, but I think TikTok, you know, Chinese spyware aside, is <laughs> super powerful. Like, that's a powerful platform. Yeah. For real. For real. I mean, I, I wouldn't be on it because it's Chinese spyware, but <laughs> just saying. If some American or what, whatever, some other non-Chinese person wants to come out with a TikTok competitor and have it be huge, I'd be all over that.
1: Yeah, would you have done it if uh, Microsoft ended up buying them? Oh, the next day, like the ne- <laughs> like
0: like literally Microsoft. Okay, when when did when did they turn the keys over?
1: <laughs>
0: Tell me now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I, I found it interesting when you told me about Zoom. I didn't realize Zoom was uh Oh uh, yeah. Chinese. I was like, "Oh."
0: Okay. Oh, oh no, Zoom is is bad news. Like Zoom is not People think Zoom is fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's not fine. Um I tell you what to do. Google uh go on Google. Or hell, don't even go on Google. Like go on any like Search engine you want, right? <laughs> and, and type in uh, Zoom spyware. Okay. Or Zoom. Okay, what's the other one? Uh, Zoom I was going to Spy- say, is
1: Google going to tell me the truth?
0: Well, I'll tell you what. It's not just Google. It's like you can, it's real soon after. It's like usually within like the first two things, like not the first two pages, the first two links. Are usually something terrible, right? And it's yeah. usually something terrible like that day, like it's something new, terrible, some new terribleness, yeah, that just occurred. It's like, oh my god, I can't even believe, like, ugh. so I'm all over Facetime or Duo or, or you know, Signal <laughs> or whatever, but. Just okay. not Zoom. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the second podcast I've used where they use Zencaster. So I'm I'm digging Zencaster, so I, I think I'm gonna make that change.
0: Well, the one thing okay, so the one thing I will say about
1: it is
0: it's getting better. Zencaster, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Um but um you have to use Chrome. And okay. Used to be like you had to keep. Used to be like you had to clean your cash out. Mm. For some reason, like it wouldn't do it if the cash wasn't. If it was old or had a lot of stuff in it, it was like, no, I don't feel like it today. <laughs> you know, don't feel like it. Thank you. But I, I mean, I wish I wanted to try Steam Yard. That you know, for for stuff. But this is fine. Yeah. 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 But, uh... Yeah. So, um... Anyway, Fabe, you want to say anything into the internet?
1: Into the internet? <laughs> the only thing I got for the internet is just continue to guard your mind and your body. Because every single day it is trying to be attacked with your attention and influence you in whatever direction or whatever mission they have. But you have control over your own thoughts and your mind because, well, you know what? Everybody has a narrative. So just know that. Everybody has a narrative. So continue, yes, to guard your mind and your body. And if you guys want to reach out to me, you guys want to talk to me, uh, you can head over, find me on any podcast network, iTunes, all that good stuff uh, at Self-Educated Entrepreneur Podcast, or you can check out my website, FadeMitchell.com.
0: And, and what I will say about, about your podcast that I've heard is I really do think, even if you're not interested in it from a business perspective, it's fascinating from like a chronic, you might not even be aware of it, but you're literally chronicling a revolution. Okay. You are literally chronicling a societal revolution. Mm. And I think for that reason alone, you really ought to leave your podcast to a university when you pass away or something
1: all right oh interesting yeah. i didn't think about it like that yeah no like you um
0: i'm a trained historian okay this is an excellent primary res- your podcast is an excellent primary resource for like the last two years the, the world of like the last little while yeah this new revolution in commerce and culture And just communication, and how like I can talk to a lady in Venezuela, I can talk to people in Mexico, you know. I mean, and we couldn't do that a little while ago, right? We couldn't do that a little while ago. All right, hang on the line while this downloads, please, sir. It's been a peach. All right, this has been Ben Kitchings of the History Voyager, and uh, as always, I'm having a good day, and I hope you are too.